I'm ready whenever you guys are. I'm just um, chilling. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Harper. I'm Jonathan. Um, and this is Hawkeyes. Authentic knowledge and feelings. I feel it. I feel it. Hey, I know where you're going with this. You want a little clip that makes everybody laugh and feel good. You know what I mean? Instead, it's like, whoa. But I'm really not funny. No, no, no. And today we're joined by a very cool, wonderful guest. She's an actress and comedian. You may know her from uh, The Opposition or Shrill or Twitter. Uh, it's Nicole Thurman. <laughs> Hi! Twitter, my favorite TV show. Hello. <laughs> the most dramatic Hi. one, for sure. It is. Mm-hmm. That is very true. It's very dramatic. There's always something. There's always some main character having a disastrous day on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's not true. always who you expect. It's really not. You never know who it's going to be. It's always a fun surprise. <laughs> I just I hope we never end up the main character. I feel like that's who you, you don't want to really be that person. That's true. That's Definitely. True. Yeah. I yeah. saw uh, there was someone that was trending. I don't remember who it was, but it was like a celebrity. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was. Uh, I think it might have been um, the the soul singer. I'm blanking on his name. Smokey Robinson. Oh, Smokey Robinson. Oh yeah. Oh, and when yeah. he was trending for Chinooka. <laughs> and I think they put like I, I think it might have been him, but it was it was someone kind of like maybe around his age or him. And they have like the column on the side where it says like what's trending or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it had him and the like caption under it was like, don't worry, he's alive. He just mispronounced Hanukkah. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> to try to just like get people to not panic every time they see like an older celebrity's name trending. I really do. So every cool. time it's like an older celebrity, specifically a man, like I panic on several levels. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 That's every true. Time. Um, I love that they put don't worry he's good because it's like it truly is like every time I see one I'm just like oh somebody died Excellent. you know yeah yeah, yeah. And usually when you click on their name too now the like one of the first things you'll always see if they didn't die is that like Denzel Washington gif where he's like oh yeah yeah you know like <laughs> yeah every time <laughs> Twitter we love it you love it yeah we love it. Um, well, thank you for joining us to talk about uh, Ethan Hawke and specifically <laughs> this one episode of The Purge that he was on. Yeah, this is yeah. a weird one to talk this about. This is really bizarre. Um, I wish I had like screened this before <laughs> putting it on our list of things to talk about. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's so funny. Do you guys just like, do you like go down his IMDb and kind of just like pick things to watch? Is that how you do it's it? It's like every single we're, one. Yeah, we're, do, we're going in chronological order. I will say I missed a couple things mm-hmm. and we might have to go back at some point and, wow. and do, it's mostly documentaries that I missed. I think because like on IMDb, oh. it puts that as like self. So it's not uh-huh. on his main oh, credits. Um, it's a different his, like, category, yeah. Yeah, it's a different category. So I missed some documentaries. But yeah. Well, it's a good thing we got this one. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> oh, man. The most essential of his works. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know, seminal work. One episode of The, the Purge. <laughs> yeah. 2019. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah i mean we've been going through chronologically we've done yeah. this is we've done 70 plus ethan hawk movies oh my gosh just imagine having that many movies it's so crazy it's, yeah. i was going because i looked through his imdb to make sure he was on this episode of the purge because i'm telling you guys <laughs> i have like really bad like pandemic add or something because i was just like did I see him? Like there was a guy that kind of looked like him. And I was like, is that him? He just looks different. So anyway, when I was going through his IMDb, I was like, my God, this dude has been in so many movies, particularly like yeah. he doesn't really yeah. do a lot of TV stuff, right? No, he doesn't. No, he's he pretty just new did to the Good Lord Bird, which was like the recent mm-hmm. thing. But that's the first time he's been on like a full series, like where he's what, in. What series was it? The Good Lord Bird. It's about uh, John Brown, the abolitionist from... Mm-hmm. Kansas. Abolition. Kansas. <laughs> yeah. I think abolitionist he's from Kansas. From, yeah. Right? Abolition. Yeah. He know. was, uh, you know, bloody Kansas and then uh, Harper's yeah. Ferry. Uh, I'm from Kansas. So I know I, there's like in the Capitol building, there's like a huge picture of John Brown. That's how I oh, know that's that. cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds cool. I don't need to see that uh, show. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's, it's on Showtime. Show Recommend yeah. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, so like, what's your relationship like with Ethan Hawke in general? Well, I have to be honest. I don't really, I never, he's one of those people that's like around your whole life. He's just a, like a famous person. And it's so funny too, because I was talking to my mom and my mom's one of those moms, you know, everybody has those moms that like you tell them, you're like, oh, you don't know who it is. Just, it's like some celebrity, da, 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 da. And so you say the name and they're like, you know, they try to guess maybe who the celebrity is or a movie they've been on. You're like, no, you're wrong. You don't know who it is. So let's just move on. But I told her I was doing this podcast and I said, Ethan Hawke. And she was like, oh yeah, I love him. He was in this movie. And he He's married to Uma Thurman and he's great. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> because to me, Ethan Hawke has like always been around, but I never really processed like his level of fame or like, uh, you know, how, how people might know him so well. And so like, I really always like what he does. He's very like easygoing, natural, chill. Um, I feel like he always picks good stuff to be in. <laughs> <laughs> that's as intellectually as, as i can speak about it but i really like him i like him he's cute he's a good he's like a hot older dude <laughs> yeah Aging he's like a fine wine yeah for sure he's 50 now he's definitely reached like you know dilf maturity uh for sure. we love it <laughs> Mm-hmm. we love it mm-hmm. yeah well we've watched him grow up so we, i know that's so weird though that's it's the way you said that that was it's really weird, weird to say, yeah, yeah. what was his first like big movie like what was his first big thing well he was a child actor in explorers which is a sci-fi movie um yeah it's kind, kind of, of like an et-esque kind yeah. of adventure movie yeah oh. but then his first like after that like his first big thing was dead poet society oh yeah really. yeah Oh my gosh. A lot of crazy. people forget he's in De- Dead Poets Society because it's like a lot of white boys that were the same age that kind of look the same. <laughs> yes. Know? So they just blend into one generic brunette man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> You're like, okay, yeah, I, I believe that. Like, I believe Matthew Dillon was in that movie. Was he in that movie or is that The Outsiders? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't That was The Outsiders. Yeah, yeah no, it's outsiders. Uh, Josh Charles was in mm-hmm. Dead Poets mm-hmm. Society. Mm-hmm. Feels so long ago. I love Josh yeah. Charles. I can't think about him, though, without getting sad about the good wife spoilers okay oh, no. uh, yeah i'm sorry i didn't say anything that could mean a hundred things no uh, it's very obvious what that means no uh like, no. <laughs> well everyone should get cbs all access and watch the good wife <laughs> that's so funny we just got an e or an email today from sag that we have like limit we have like cbs access 
like a code to get into it to watch the like award screeners. I wonder if The Good Wife is on there. If it is, but that shows is that show over or is it the still good on? The Good Wife is over, but I think The Good Fight, which was the spinoff show, is still on. I okay. never got into that one though, mm. but I've heard I it's good. Yeah, I think Delroy yeah. Lindo's in that show, and he's great. Oh, and cool. we've seen him in an Ethan Hawke movie before. That's true. One of uh-huh. them, one of many. Um, so had you seen any of the Purge movies? I'm pretty sure I saw one of them. Really, I have such, I have like, what's the, is like a, I mean, it's probably ADD, but it's also like uh, just movie, uh, like once I've seen it, my brain goes, Fink! we never remember it. And so anybody asks me, I'm like, I, I mean, I've seen it, but I don't remember. I remember it was crazy. Mm-hmm. It's like everybody can do whatever they want on a day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the concept. Yeah. Okay. So basically, um, I did... I was going to watch all of them mm-hmm. leading up to recording this, but I, so I had seen the first one cause we did it for the show yeah, and also cause I had just seen it when it came out in theaters. And then I okay. saw the second one when we were recording about the first movie for the show. Cause I was like, then I was like, Oh, I'm going to watch all these purge movies. I watched the second one and I was like, do I really have to? But then this week I watched the third one and I was like, I never want to watch one of these movies again. They're really bad. Yeah. Well, it's not that they're bad. It's just that the Purge election year specifically was so upsetting because a lot of it is kind of about, I don't know, like social systems and how they all fall apart when people don't have general human decency. And it just made Mm -hmm. me like reflect a lot upon like our real reality right now. And you didn't come to that to reflect. And I didn't. Yeah. I wanted to like watch people shoot each other, but I didn't want to like (laughs) have have to to think think about it. (laughs) Yeah. 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 For sure. That's all we want. We want to escape to a world where people just can kill each other for fun. We don't want to think that it could actually happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, wait a second. That's how I remember watching, uh, Watchmen and feeling like this thing because mm-hmm. I believe it came out I mean what 2017 or 2016 when it was like closer to uh newer election year times and it's like one of those movies where you're like this could easily happen because of the people that are like in power right now that have no human decency mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it gets very real yeah mm-hmm. um but I had never seen this show before I don't think any of us yeah. have yeah the show. Oh. I have not seen it yeah so it's usa it is on usa the network characters welcome characters welcome right right. is that i think i did i watched like some usa like uh i just remember i vividly remember watching what was that spy show with that one dude burn notice burn notice yeah a classic a classic usa i remember i watched i watched like a fair amount of burn notice that's Uh amazing you remember that SNL sketch that was like, what is burn notice? Did you ever see that? <laughs> no. That's no, so funny. I did not. That's literally all I think of when I hear burn notice because it was like, it's, you know, the number one show in uh, America right now. Um, can you tell us one character on the TV show burn notice? And everybody was like, <laughs> like I had no idea. I think I would fail because I don't remember any of their names. I remember right. his, his girlfriend was named Fiona. And that's the uh, only thing I don't yeah. remember his name or oh, anyone flashbacks. else's. Yeah. And he had like a kind of like goofy friend. He did have a goofy friend. Yeah. Who was the guy from what's that John Carpenter movie? Halloween. No, wait. That's just a basic Halloween movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really excited to know a John Carpenter movie. <laughs> uh, well, he was in the big one, the one that horror people like that I can't think of oh, right okay. now. Not my I, genre. I don't know. Not my genre. As we either. talk about the purge here. Yes. Um. I don't know. 
Well, this kind of seems like an action show. It is, I think. Yeah. Okay. I have a lot of questions about this show. Okay. And uh, it's great that none of us have watched it because <laughs> we're not going to get any of these questions answered. I okay. did read the Wikipedia page, so uh, we might <laughs> could be able to get somewhere. The Purge. So this episode takes place over the course of like Purge Night. Yes. Well, actually. Yeah. But what I'm curious mm-hmm. is like, this is, okay, all of the movies are like, it makes sense in a movie context that it takes place like over, because the first Purge movie takes place in one day, basically. Mm-hmm. But how do they make, if if the Purge is supposed to be like a once a year event, how does that translate into a TV show? Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I can tell you this. Oh, great. Okay. How exciting. So the f- there are two seasons of The Purge. It did get canceled after the second season. Okay. This year it was canceled. So this was the last episode. This then, was the right? very last episode. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. So they much, so much left gun. unresolved. Yeah. I know, right? Yeah. Um, well, I think that this one actually, the, the show falls between The Purge Anarchy and The Purge Election Year. Mm-hmm. So you could just watch those movies and slot uh, it in there and get a sense of what happens. Except for that this show in particular is about what happens in New Orleans. So it's it's like very particular to the city and to the, the New Orleans Purge life. The purge scene, the vibrant purge. Yeah, scene. the vibrant purge yeah, scene. Ja- it's a lot of jazz. <laughs> Very large drinks and lots of people dying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and that's yeah, different from you know. I think the original, the first purge movie with Ethan Hawke was in like a you know upstate New York or something mm-hmm. like that, wherever he is. And then the second one is in a city, but I don't think it was New Orleans. It was, it was maybe Washington D.C. The third one is in Washington D.C. Also. So it's like different areas are covered. Uh-huh. I and love the idea of hmm? Sorry. He's in all of those movies, Ethan Hawke? No, he's no, only he's in, the in the first, first one. one. Yeah. First one. Okay. Yeah, and then after the first one, Frank Grillo kind of becomes the leading guy. Um, mm. he looks pretty good in those movies. I'm going to say that was like a big draw <laughs> for me. Is Frank okay. Grillo looks pretty good. Nice. Um, it's Frank Grillo. <laughs> and um then there's the other guy who the character's name is Dante Bishop, and he's the only character that's in more than two Purge movies. He's in the first three. Oh, okay. He's and, the guy, the homeless guy in the first one? Yeah, he's one? the homeless guy in the first one. Then he like, starts the anti-Purge revolution, basically. So that's Ooh. cool. We love him. Except for then in the third one, spoiler alert, he dies, and it was like, I, why'd they do that, you know? Why'd they got to do that? Yeah, I love Dante, the idea yeah. of setting a Purge tv show in new orleans because you can do anything you want on any night in new orleans <laughs> you can just walk around with open alcohol and no one's gonna say anything to you every night is the purge there truly <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're, you're gonna really have to get extreme to make it seem like you're not just having a tuesday in new orleans exactly exactly <laughs> yeah i think that's kind of the idea behind the vampire diaries spinoff originals i don't know if you've seen that but that takes place in new orleans and so basically the vampires like you know the creatures of the night have free reign over all the people and all the tourists you know that's fun yeah um that's fun yeah but what was your question? I think I got really sidetracked from your question that you asked. Oh, about no, 10 I was ago. asking about how if if the purge is like one night a year, how do they make that into a TV show? Like is yeah. every episode so I think take place on the purge or if I read the Wikipedia page correctly, the first <laughs> season was all over the over purge night. The whole oh, first season I was see. one night, kind so of like an episode of 24 or okay. a season of 24. 
And then I thought 24 was like each each episode is one day, right? No. It was an hour. It was an hour. Oh, yeah. wow, that's crazy. I think he'd really like yeah. 24. I got to tell you. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I never watched that show, but it was on for a while. Like it, it seemed like it was good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cool concept at least. Yes, yeah, sure. I mean, in retrospect, it was like a little. I mean, it was like post a post nine eleven show, like just right. after. So it was pretty heavy on the terrorist torture. torture oh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, I, I I didn't know that about it. But other than that, it was an exciting show. I didn't like watch it, watch it, but I had a friend in high school that always had it playing in his bedroom every time I went over to <laughs> to hang funny. out with he him. Had it on twenty four seven. He was yeah. like, "That's how you're supposed to watch it every day, all day." <laughs> <laughs> pretty much um yeah so okay so the first season is like 24 and then the second season though is about the larger government conspiracy and it's about how the nffa the new founding fathers of america which is like the political party that rose after the 2014 social collapse or whatever happened in america in this universe um so the nffa is the government basically now and they, you know, created the purge and you're only supposed to kill people on purge night. You could do whatever you want on purge night. But they actually were killing detractors off purge. Mm-hmm. So other times of year. Right. And, and we see some of that in this episode. Yes. Yeah. And so Esme, I believe in season two, is the woman who was trying to like reveal right. uh, the truth about them. And so I think season two, there are lots of different storylines that happen throughout the season, but uh, one of them is about, uh, you know, trying to uncover and unveil this situation. So do you think that it leads up, like all the previous episodes lead up to Purge Night and that's like the finale? I think so. Okay. Interesting. For this episode or for For, this season or the first season? Season two. Because the first season you said was all Purge. I think so. That would be a lot. I mean, that's like a lot. That is a lot. <laughs> it just, yeah. like, it just feels, feels like it would be like a very intense show to watch every week. They're just purging and you're like, okay, y'all are losing it. For <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. I'm, reading, I'm reading info on it while you guys are talking. To me. Like, what, did I, what did I miss? So that's why I'm looking down. But yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, maybe we should explain who Ethan Hawke is. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Ethan Hawke plays a character named James Sandin. And he was in the original Purge movie. Yeah. And we follow him in that movie. He's like basically. He's, he's like a security expert. Yeah, he is and a so security he like expert. Makes like, he makes like home security systems for rich people to defend themselves on Purge night. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, oh, this is the best security system. But then it turns out it's not so great. It's not so great now. And people are able to break into his house. Yes. And. It's a bit like, uh, what was that movie? Panic, Panic Room? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Panic yeah. 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 That was a, that was a, a good movie. crazy movie. Yeah. And Jared Leto had the cornrows. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I just really remember like Forrest Whitaker and that was young Kristen Stewart in that movie. That was one of yeah. her early roles. Yeah. And who's the lead? Jodie Foster. Jodie Foster. Foster. Yeah. I watched that like a long time ago. So I kind of just remember... It's one of those ones where, like, if I watched it now, I would realize I recognized more people in it, probably. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I just knew, like, Jodie Foster and Forrest Whitaker. I knew who they were. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. 
for some reason, yeah, that movie's just kind of stuck with me. It's a good movie, David Fincher. Yeah. 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 He always makes good movies. He does. Has Ethan Hawke been in a David Fincher movie? Hmm? I said, has Ethan Hawke been in a David Fincher movie? Probably not. No. He doesn't really seem like that energy. But he should. He'd be good in it, I bet. Yeah. Yeah. I think Ethan Hawke is very consistent. I think even when he's in bad movies, he's like good in them, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think he could really bring it to a David Fincher movie for sure. But I. I don't know. He David Fincher's so exacting. I don't know if their energies would like vibe because Ethan yeah. Hawke's like an artist, you yeah. know, and he likes to, you know, be in it. <laughs> yeah. I feel like he's worked with enough directors though that I he know. can like f- adapt to different styles. And he is a director too, right? Himself. So like maybe he would be able to relate to a director easier that way. He yeah. is. Right? Yeah. He's Four directed movies. four movies. Mm, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. Maybe for a documentary, a documentary, some features and a short. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, let's get Ethan Hawke in a David Fincher movie. Yeah, that's, that's what we're we're doing. That's our our, our next goal. After we're done with this podcast, we're going <laughs> to make that happen. After we get him on our show. Yeah. After we get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so he are you guys going to go through? Oh, sorry, I keep interrupting. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go for right. it. It's hard when it's on Zoom. I'm like, it is. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, I think I was just going to say you're going through all of the movies and things that he's done. And then that's the end of the pod. Like, you're just like, we're going to, so yeah, I think we'll come back like once a year to do like, you know, uh, a few episodes because he's so prolific. Like Uh he come, he has like four or five movies coming out next year, like in a year when no one is working, like the man still has four or five movies coming out. Yeah. So, so we'll always have stuff to talk we'll about. We'll always have things yeah. to talk about. It's just going to like slow down. Yeah. Yeah. Take it easy. True. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, it'll be fun. It'll be nice to not um, do this so much, but still to be able to come back to it because he'll just never stop working. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. You guys will never stop loving Hawk. No, <laughs> never. Yeah. Your eyes are always on Hawk. I get it. Okay. <laughs> um, Jonathan, what were you going to say? Oh no! I was just going to talk about his his extremely brief appearance. Oh yeah, the... yeah, yeah. Okay, so he, this is the Purge uh, season two season finale. Two finale. Uh, it's called seven oh one a.m. because that's when the Purge ends. Yes. And Ethan Hawke is in it for like maybe forty five seconds. Yeah. I was startled. I we watched it. We watched his scene, and I said, "If Ethan Hawke is not in this war, like I'm going to lose my shit." Yeah, and I just kind of had a feeling at that moment that, like, I don't think he's going to come back, and he did not, in fact, come back. I just, I don't understand why they wouldn't have used him more, or, like, you know. I don't know. Those 45 seconds are expensive. He's an A-lister. Uh, probably, yeah. They probably had one day, they probably had five hours on one day to work with him, and then they were like, we just got to shoot one, we only have one scene then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, on, I'm telling you, and I'm feel like it's such a terrible guess i do not remember him from this episode <laughs> i'm gonna go back and watch it because i'm like what happened like where was he it happens in like basically the first couple of minutes right and towards the beginning his appearance doesn't really have anything to do with like any of the main characters no it's like yeah. you see the okay so the room where the that one woman ends up at the very end yeah the broadcasting room that's locked yeah. so that's mm-hmm. where it starts and yeah. we have the two guys that work for the company there. And one of them can't get in. 
with his key card. His, he's trying to get out yeah. with his key card, and his boss is like berating him. He's like, "You have to get this right." So he calls Ethan Hawke on mm-hmm. like FaceTime. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke has like this insane hairdo. His, his hair was bonkers. I don't know why they did that to him because his character in the movie did not have yeah, this just hair. Yeah, very normal. Yeah, I mean, in the movie, he did his hair was like slicked back. Yes, uh-huh. but this but it, this was like slicked back and then like it was like weirdly like, like thick, pointing and backward. big. It was like pointing. Yeah, like he looked of. like a like a like a cartoon villain, character or something. Like a yeah, like an evil science teacher oh, yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, it's really he's strange. giving like uh, he's giving yeah evil science. Um, what's the show? Hunger Games. He's giving Hunger Games vibes uh-huh. too because it's like very done. It's a very done look. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. And he is explaining how to like reset the door so that it opens and Mm -hmm. this doesn't end up affecting the rest of the it was so it was supposed to be i was reading it was actually a flashback which i don't know how Mm -hmm. you could have possibly understood that yeah are you on screen rant right now is that yeah Did you see me? How did you know? I literally just went to it, though. (laughs) Because I was also on Screen Rant, which is where I read that it was a flashback. That's funny. I literally, as you guys were saying flashback, and then when you said Screen Rant, I was, like, literally just loading the page. That's so weird. That's funny. Anyway, but yes, I'm on there. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I guess. But whose flashback? I don't. The government's. (laughs) It's very confusing. I didn't realize that the first purge happened in 2013 too. The that movie was 2013. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Yep. I we went to I went to see that for Father's Day with my dad. That was his special Father's Day request. Oh God, was that we it. see the purge? Did he like it? He loved was it. He we all, all had a great time. It was a good movie. I remember liking it. Yeah. yeah it's a fun time. Um, and Ethan Hawke plays a father. A, you know, true. it's Father's Day appropriate. Oh yeah, that is good. He's like, you will not, you know, mess with my family. That's yeah, like, that's the energy. Mm-hmm. This is for you, Dad. Yeah, that makes and, sense. And he, so he's in this. He's still like playing the security expert guy. Yeah, it's the same character. Yeah, yeah. but no, but he still has that job, basically. Oh yeah, yeah. But this would have been before the movie, and that's oh, oh that's how we know it's a f- okay. It's all this coming would have together. Been before the movie, okay. That's how we know it's a flashback because oh, because it's from the government's point of view. So we're seeing before the first purge is what season two is supposed to be. I think well, just that scene with him okay is a flashback because he says in that scene, oh, this is so is safe. This same is the same one my family, family uses. uses. Yeah, and I think and as we know, it it, it didn't he wouldn't work be out so, so proud well. of that. After and he the... died at the end of the purge. Oh, he did? I forgot. Yeah, he died. Oh. So it had to be a flashback. Oh, okay. I <laughs> totally forgot, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I did okay, too. that makes sense now. Because remember Lena Headey, uh, Cersei Lannister? Yeah. Uh, she lives and the right, children right, right, live. Right, 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 right. Uh, she always lives. Didn't she? Oh, she didn't live in Game of Thrones. That's a lie. Oh, spoiler. Spoiler to Game of Thrones. <laughs> we, watched, we watched the finale without having watched most of the show. So Yeah, I watched, I watched the first episode and then the last episode. So to my mind, the story is about, uh, what's his name? Bran. Bran. Yeah. Bran. <laughs> that's, that's the main character to me. Mm-hmm. That's, that's all I know. That makes sense. 
Yeah. So okay. So we've we've unlocked a new level of understanding here. Ethan yes. Hawke yeah. died in the Purge, which means that the scene with him in the show was a flashback, mm-hmm. because the stuff that's happening in the TV show is happening between Anarchy and Election Night. Which means he's already dead. Which means he's already dead by that point. Isn't it I Election believe. Year? Election Year. Whatever. Election yes. Year. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. Interesting. It's a, that's an interesting. It really is an interesting concept to do three or four movies and then two and then a show somewhere squeezed in there yeah. in the timeline. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's kind of like Star Wars, where like the timelines jump back and forth. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Star Wars really confuses me with the timeline. So. Yeah, I, I said I was going to make a chart for you. Mm-hmm. I need I'll to do see, my best. I, I don't know what I've seen in Star Wars. Like nothing. I need to get into it. Maybe that should be my Christmas activity. Star Wars, Star Wars. getting into yeah. Star Wars. That's funny. Just watch, I'll get into Star Wars all <laughs> through this until like until 2021. I'm just watching Star Wars. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. I I kind of I do kind of like the idea of like getting into something after. But the thing is, is that now that Disney owns Star Wars, it's never it's never going to stop. Like yeah. as long as we live, it's going to be Star Wars. But like I do kind of like the idea of getting into something after the cultural like fervor has kind of passed mm-hmm. i don't know because it because it's like there's less pressure like if you miss a week your friends are not going to be like oh can you believe x happened on the show like no one's talking about it anymore yeah so it's kind of it's it feels less i mean i do like appreciate the social aspect of like being able to talk to your friends about a show but like i don't know it's nice when you don't have the pressure because it's like when a show is on everyone's like oh you should watch the show and then once it's ended people stop talking about it and it's easier to get into it I think it's easier to get into it. And then personally for me, I think there's something about like, you can really judge for yourself if you actually enjoy the show instead yeah. of just being like, yeah, I can't believe Emily went to Paris. I don't know why I'm referencing <laughs> that. I don't know why. Like I haven't, but what I'm saying, I'm laughing at that because I literally just like saw it on Netflix and I was like, should I watch Emily in Paris? Because everyone was talking about it like a month ago. But yeah, it's like one of those things where you're like, you kind of just, if, I feel like a lot of times when you're watching along with everyone, it is such a social thing that sometimes it becomes a social thing without, you know, cr- your own criticism or your own thoughts being able to be put into it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it'd be fun to, like, go back or, like, yeah, discover it on your own later on. Yeah, and also you can decide later on if it actually is, if it's going to be, like, a long, uh, like, an enduring cultural thing or if people are going to stop talking about it. Because, like, I remember when uh tiger king was happening yeah we yeah. thought we were like oh it's gonna be tiger king forever and like we've all i feel like for the most part as a culture moved on from tiger <clears throat> king and we for didn't sure. watch it and i was like fine not having watched it you know what i mean yeah i i watched it i watched it and that was that was one where i was just like why is everybody enjoying this because to me they were so mean to the animals it was very hard to yeah. watch because mm-hmm. of that and I, I didn't feel any of that like joy in watching like trashy people or whatever, you know, like whatever the, I don't know what people were like going so crazy for. Like, I was just like, it's a fine docu-series. It just didn't really speak to me in the way that it seemed to speak to all of Twitter. But that's also another thing I think about like social media. It just makes every conversation about every show so hyperbolic that like right. you don't get necessarily like the like nuance of it or like you can't, you can't have a dissenting opinion or else you seem like a crazy person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I think I watched I watched Tiger King, but I think I watched it a little bit after everybody else too. And I was uh-huh. like, "Yeah, what are you talking about? Like, what is this? <laughs> why are you why are you so excited about this show? It's not that exciting." 
yeah i think the big thing about tiger king was really that it was like the first like shared cultural experience after lockdown started yeah i think that was probably more than the quality or the content of the show the thing that like got everyone going Absolutely. And because, yeah, it's now when people reference it, it's it, like you said, it's not an enduring thing in cult- the culture. It's just like when you re- reference it, people are like, oh, my God, Tiger King was this year. Like, yeah, what? yeah. It feels like like an artifact of a very, very specific moment rather yes. than like something like Sopranos or whatever. Where it's just like, yes. yes, it's from a certain time, but it's like also super enduring. Absolutely. I, another show I haven't watched. <laughs> me either. Oh my but it, God, but me it either. is like a but it is like an enduring cultural you know thing. So absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Those shows last forever. You can go back and watch. People probably have watched them multiple times. Whereas Tiger King, you see it once, you're like, I think I'm good. Like I get it. I'm not going to go back through and see it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The docu series I do want to watch that I didn't watch was. Um... Michael Jordan, what was it? Oh, the Last, Last Dance. Dance. Mm-hmm. So did you good. watch that one? You did. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. And I'm not even a sports person, but I was just, I just thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. I forget they had made other docu series that I like. I think that whoever made that was really good. So yeah, I loved it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. we got to figure out how to watch that now. Yeah. I, we just we should have just done did it we miss, when did it was, we miss the time when it was i think so yeah um, i don't know what, what was it i don't on? know where I, it is i keep forgetting what what i think it's on netflix now oh it's I on, netflix. I it on netflix oh, okay yeah. okay i think right. so i was like i was watching uh fireplace for your home and it said we that love fireplace for your home <laughs> it's the best show <laughs> is that literally the one that's like just a fireplace it's just like a fireplace yeah. on your we TV, like the yeah. birchwood edition yeah, because well, it doesn't have any music. Yeah, it, it starts with music, but it's just the fire sounds. Just the crackling fire, yeah. Um, and then it said on it said uh, like, oh, leaving Netflix on January twentieth or whatever, and it's like, why? You know, like how much does it cost to to, to keep the fireplace for your yeah, home? Yeah, <laughs> like I want to have fireplace for my home year round. Yeah, people forget about it. They don't have any. They don't have any uh, love for the fireplace after Christmas time or whatever. I guess or New Year's. Yeah, haters. Yeah, they're haters. They're fire haters. It's tragic. <laughs> and then I looked it up, and you can like buy the box, the DVD. <laughs> you can buy the DVD bot like the fireplace for your home collection. Oh my! God. I can't wait for that Criterion. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I want the Criterion collection of fireplace for your home. <laughs> And there was a moment where I was like, should I buy this? And I'm like, what am I doing? <laughs> what, 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 is, what has lockdown done to me where I'm thinking about buying the box oh, yeah. set fireplace for your home? I do feel like at this point, it's anything that's comforting is what people are like seeking. You know, they're yeah. like, I need, I need the sounds of a crackling fireplace yeah. to keep yeah. going. I mean, it is very soothing. It is. Strong yeah. recommendation. Yeah. It's far more soothing than the violent imagery of the purge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah right there you go that i was like you got you, that was a great segue to get back thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true the purge is disturbing yes, i would not want to actually exist in a world where we had the purge that would be too crazy people yeah. would go crazy and they would never i don't think i mean unless they had to obey the rules and stop at a certain time people would never stop they keep going crazy yeah I and i mean i guess like theoretically it's like very enforced you know committing any crime at any other time other than the 12 hours of the purge but you know as we saw in the show you know the government is bad 
Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. unsurprisingly, the government that created the purge is corrupt. Right. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, who knows, like, what people can get away with, you know, and and then, like, the whole, I mean, a lot of the purge is about, like, you know, uh, social status and, you know, socioeconomic differences between people that can survive the purge and people that cannot survive the purge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. So, yeah. What a horrible nightmare world (laughs) yeah Yeah, seriously um but it's made a little bit brighter by Derek luke he's in this movie i love that that was exciting to see i mean show i forgot (laughs) we're talking about a tv show but i know right um who who does he play he was the doctor guy oh okay um whose wife got stabbed right right right, right, he was treating her right yeah that was kind of a cool aspect of this show is to see like they set up this like makeshift hospital where they're just like helping people who got purged but mm-hmm. survived yeah it was like a triage center and that's something that's also in the purge election year oh okay yeah um and the triage centers were in the purge election year we see that the one in dc is like established by the um dante bishop the homeless guy from the first one mm-hmm. who becomes the purge anti-purge revolutionary um he is like very related to the whole um you know, underground resistance, medical treatment stuff. Right, right. Wait, they had that in this show too, right? The anti-purge mm-hmm. people? Is yeah, yeah. You see them so like far. at the very end. Yeah, at the very mm-hmm. end, they do a whole speech. Yeah, mm-hmm. resist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? Every time you see that for some reason on TV shows, it feels like it's uh, making fun of like liberals. But yeah. <laughs> I'm like, are you making fun of liberals or what are we doing here? Yeah. That's what I, I was thinking when I was watching that. I was like, what's happening here? But, you know, why are they anti-purge? I mean, I guess I you should be anti-purge. You should want to be anti-purge. Yeah. But then what do they want? They want crime all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean to say it like that, but now I'm like, oh, they should paint that on a billboard or something. Crime, crime, all, crime the all the time. Crime all the time. Anti-purge. I think they want as little crime all of the time, including during the 12 hours of the purge. Um, okay, yeah, that's fair. That sounds more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, no, I mean, just, you know, it's uh, because, like, anything goes during the purge. Yeah. And it's it's so bad. It's so bad. I Can you tell how scarred I was by watching the purge election year this week? It was just, yeah. it was really hard to watch. Now I want to watch it. What was, <laughs> it was because you said, because it was, like, a, like, election year, like, politics, or what was, like, the thing that was making it so intense? <laughs> yeah, part of it was be, was the political aspect um yeah i mean it was just yeah i mean i guess all of it's a political aspect i don't know just like the lack of human decency and oh yeah i mean you know because like i just feel like people could have you know stayed home and worn masks this year oh my god right and you know i just i'm thinking about like the how like three hundred thousand people that have died in this country this year Mm. Um, because of literally yeah just because of people just not caring about other human beings Mm -hmm. and it's impossible not to think about that while watching the purge election year Mm -hmm. i felt like that one specifically because it is it is so political Mm -hmm. i'm gonna watch that maybe i'll see if i feel disturbed too i want to make myself uh depressed let's try that (laughs) (laughs) no but that's crazy and it is crazy to think about like it that's what's so any kind of the idea of the purge or anything like that just in general is like how people are so selfish and 
are so would be probably so keen on an idea like that because then they get to do whatever they want and they get to get their revenge on whoever they want it's just like it's so ugly how people can be like that I think that's what gets so weird about stuff like that is you're just like I don't if I had the chance to purge I mean I don't know if I would do what are you gonna do you're gonna kill somebody that sounds crazy I don't want to kill anybody yeah like the rest of the year you got to be like I did kill that one guy on the purge day like that was not nice (laughs) I don't want to think about. I don't want to do that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's like, as we know, like most most crime is like a result of, like, socioeconomic mm-hmm. uh, conditions. Mm-hmm. So, so I just don't know that, like, in real life, if there was a purge night, if people would like go around murdering people most people i don't think would because it's like most people are not driven to crime by like that's our innate Mm -hmm. uh state and you know i think there are a lot of like a a lot of bad things about uh you know people in a society but i don't think like a drive to commit murder is like (laughs) is like baked (laughs) into most people's uh i don't know you know psyche or yeah 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 definitely not that is true because i mean if it was then people would just kill people they wouldn't really wait for a day they if they wanted to do that that would just be something they would do but it is mostly i yeah a lot of crime is just committed out of like desperation or like capitalism you know coming you know coming into the world completely at a loss like you're not you have Mm -hmm. no advantages no privilege no nothing and you have to like figure out a way to get by and to make it yeah it's yeah. about necessity in a way. I mean, yeah. I feel like killing people just willy-nilly, <laughs> willy-nilly, <laughs> would be, is more just like, that's more like what, sociopathic or, you know, psychopathic. It's not just like in everybody's nature that if they had a free pass, they would just do it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, I think most like social ills are a result of like, of problems with society, not with like individuals you know, and their innate psychotic desires. And that's, and that's kind of what the purge is saying. But I do think it has like interesting ideas in terms of like, just in terms of how, how it's kind of like an interesting way to examine like who gets to purge and who gets to be purged, you know? And that's kind of like Mm -hmm. an interesting social thing that I do feel like has some actual bearing on like real life, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, one thing that they kind of touch on in the TV show is that um, the woman that was killed by the government, mm-hmm. um, she was involved in a study about like the psychological effects of purging. Right, 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 right. And so part of, I think part of the bigger thing of the purge is not so, it's not just like that people's innate desire to kill Mm. or commit you know violent crime um but it's also about like the effects of like you know the government like granting you this opportunity to you know purge your Mm -hmm. you know your whatever your sins or whatever or i don't know what there's a phrase that he said um the that one guy that was killing all the doctors oh yeah he had a really specific phrase um but anyway, so it's like when you when your government tells you you can do this and when 
um, everyone is starting to do it. I think like at the beginning, you know, people didn't do it. I think that's the fourth movie. I didn't watch that one, but the mm-hmm. first Purge, the fourth movie. And that's about when they did like a test run. They just shut down Staten Island and turned all of Staten Island into a purge night. <laughs> wow. And um, and that was, you know, their first big experiment with it. And they thought that like, no, you know, and they also talk about this in the show. They didn't think anyone was going to do it really right, right, on right. that first purge right. night. Um, but then I think slowly more and more people started participating. And so it be- did become like a social, like a cultural right, event, right, right. not yeah. just so much about a person's personal desire to yeah murder absolutely that's true so as much as upsetting as this franchise is like it it does actually hit on some really interesting ideas yeah i mean there's that whole thing about like the the whatever that experiment is where they're like administering like the electric the fake electric shocks Uh so there's a lot of things that people will do Mm -hmm. because Because they're told yeah or because authority Mm -hmm. says that it's yeah that they have to or whatever Mm -hmm. So that is an interesting side to it. Or like yeah, the Stanford prison experiment, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It is really interesting. It is one of those situations where you never know what what you'd be like until you're in that situation. Right, right. I feel like there was some other thing that was like, the, but yeah, those experiments where they have to shock someone. You're like, I would never shock someone, blah, blah, blah. but then it's like, no, when they're telling you you have to and you don't have a choice, it's mm-hmm. a different kind of situation. The authority is warping your your i don't know your autonomy your sense of judgment i don't know what it is yeah 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 well yeah so ethan hawk never came back (laughs) (laughs) oh i know isn't that crazy yeah he was just a little shorty little short scene yeah Yeah. you know what it probably was too is it was probably uh, maybe they were trying to get like some more eyes on the show too they're like if we bring this big star who is the original purge guy Mm -hmm then more people will watch the show. Maybe that's why it got canceled because people were like, nah, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> Not even Ethan Hawk will save it. True. Or maybe alternatively, like it was, they knew it was going to be canceled or something and we're like, oh, hey, do you want to like do Get one? him in before yeah. it's over. On a big Just day, as like a yeah. last hurrah or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's Blumhouse. I think J- Ethan Hawk and Jason Blum have some kind of, you know, relationship where because they've done we watched five or six movies with them together five movies plus he produced the good lord bird so and i think he produced this show too yeah 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 it's a blumhouse tv or whatever yeah yes so um you know i i feel like jason blum could have called up his buddy ethan hawk and said hey dude uh last episode of the purge show come do it it'll be fun yeah I mean, I think Ethan Hawke does a lot of projects because, like, his friend is doing it and he wants to, which is, like, a nice, I think it's a nice way to approach, like, being an artist, you know? If you you just have, like, a community of people that you can always call upon and work with i think that's 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 cool and unique yeah definitely yeah i love ethan hawk and all of his friends ben dickey vincent d'onofrio <laughs> steve zahn uh, bobby cannavale rose Byrne, jason blum yeah i just love that's the, a good group of people yeah what was the movie that they were that rose Byrne was in with ethan hawk you guys know what it yeah was. juliet naked yeah yeah that was a good one i like that movie yeah. yeah that was just a random i remember seeing that yeah, that's a good group of friends. Those are kind of, those are uh, talented friends you'd want hanging around. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's true. Yeah. Um, well, do we have any more thoughts about this Purge TV show? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, we I feel get, like we, we didn't really talk about it at all. Story, I know. Yeah. I feel bad because I probably wasn't helping. I'm just like, so uh, what about the fireworks on July 4th? Those are fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like, it was hard to like, I think it's also hard when, for me, it's hard when you like going into a show, the second, you know, the finale of the second season, yeah. totally deep into it. And I'm not, I'm not really much of an action, any kind of action mm-hmm. person. So I kind of sometimes will zone out on it. I'm just like, eh. but um, I mean, I don't know. It looked okay. <laughs> Yeah, it was like an okay show. Maybe I'd watch another episode of it. <laughs> yeah, I can definitely see the things that like, were um had been built upon throughout the previous season you Mm -hmm. know like um i just like Derek luke so it was fun to see him in this but him and his wife and that and his their two friends or whatever that were like a purge unit kind of trying to uh, protect themselves throughout the night um and then also that other group that i was reading they were cops churned bank robbers and so that's what we were seeing them do like when they trapped that truck and they opened it up and there was all that money in the trunk and they go to panama at the end yeah um so they were yeah cops turned bank robbers who were just trying to get out like this is smart i feel like getting out of a country that has the purge is a great idea (laughs) yeah Yeah, get the money and run because shit is getting real (laughs) yeah Yeah. don't want to be in purge country yeah yeah. And I thought so they're like ringleader Ryan, who is played by Max Martini. Um, he and Esme, who was like the resistance leader, yes. had like a kind of thing. And I, I like that I could see how that would have been a fun relationship throughout the season. Like she really cares, he's about the money, but then he falls mm-hmm. in love with her and mm-hmm. then they die for each other at the end, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes, that was that's pretty dramatic. Yeah. So basically mm-hmm. she's trying to get this like this video out about the yeah the woman that was killed by yeah the, the, government. The, the, the yeah and uh she gets to this room that we see in the very beginning and i think she kind of knows that like because he tells her like oh at 701 you know it's it's gonna the project is gonna be over so they're gonna have to arrest you yeah. but i think she kind of knows that like that's not what's gonna happen because like obviously like the whole point is that she's broadcasting a video about like an extrajudicial killing. So she knows the government's willing to do it. So I think mm-hmm. she very well knows that she might not make it. Mm-hmm. And he gets shot in this like hail of bullets. I didn't really understand why he got shot that way. Cause he turned around. Yeah. I didn't get that either. I was like, wait, what's happening? What's going on? Like, why did why? he stop shooting? Did he run out of bullets and I, I missed it? So. That's like the so. only thing I can yeah. think of. And then he turned oh. around so he could look at her one last time before he died. You know? Yeah. You gotta have that moment over the glass. No, no. <laughs> yeah. And then they pull yeah. her out after she like broadcasts the message and they're like, oh, we have to arrest her now. And then there's like the orders still stand. So then they shoot yeah. her. And yeah. That's the end. Oh, well, and then there's that big speech from the resistance, oh, and yeah, the yeah, guy yeah. says yeah. they want us to believe it's fake news. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Pass, I was like, no, we don't need you. that. Yeah. We no, don't. You. We never need it. Please don't use those words. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it. It's 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 become so warped that there's like no way you can use fake news and not have it be like loaded with this connotation because it's like Absolutely. it's what it's. There was like a real there's a real thing that was fake news, which was like disinformation in mm-hmm. during the election mm-hmm. in twenty sixteen. But then it got turned into this other thing. Anyway, we don't have to get into it, but yeah, it just should be avoided yeah, at this point. I agree. 
I wish I they hadn't gone there. I was on board with this show until they went there, and now I don't think I'm ever gonna watch it. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you what, they had me, and that's why they, that's probably why they got canceled because they said fake news on it. <laughs> that's their fault. <laughs> oh, and then we see the guy, the guy that uh, that was killing the doctors. He like puts on oh, the purge yeah. mask at the end. Yeah, they why cut was back he and killing forth. Killing the doctors. because uh, it's his right. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Fair. <laughs> He's real into the purging. Because he can. Okay, he gotcha. Can. <laughs> fair. That's a fair answer. Yeah. Purge and purify. You know. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. It's gross. I hate yeah. it a lot. Well, yeah. I feel like there's That's definitely like some, like, like metaphor for like white supremacy and stuff. Oh no, it's it's more than a yeah. metaphor. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, in the purge election year. This is just a purge election year podcast now, but like the the government um, military guys like are all have like Nazi and uh, tattoos and like American oh, really? flag tattoos oh, on their head yeah. and uh, on their um, uniforms. They have patches that say white power. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Isn't that, that is interesting. And it's interesting that uh, when you have the choice to like, completely overthrow the system and change the way things are it will it seem i mean it doesn't it skews like toward people skew toward that so easily they're like yeah well, now we get to all be white supremacists like wait what no why do we have to go like that direction you know yeah 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 it's crazy it's crazy yeah <laughs> a well, light podcast about ethan hawk they said <laughs> <laughs> watch some tv they said <laughs> it, this was not this was not an intentional act of uh you know yeah. subversion we 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 were just as as uh yeah. confused yeah i love it when love we get it. ethan hawk on the show we're gonna have to ask him about this and what happened yes. <laughs> well, he has to come on the show. he has to come on the show yeah 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 so, uh, adding this to the list of questions i have for him yeah we're, we're, we're manifesting yeah it, you know by talking I mean, about it yeah what was it like to work with jack lemon and ted danson in that movie that no one saw yes and what happened with That's the purge tv show <laughs> those are our two <laughs> those questions, are our two questions. I love it. yeah um jonathan do you have something you'd like to share with us now sure yeah it's time for a hawk fact it's time for a hawk fact <gasps> nicole would you like to make a hawk noise uh <laughs> that's pretty good, that was good. Came out better. it's pretty accurate i feel like yeah okay that was a good talk all right so bear with me let's let's all be flexible and limber for uh, a bit of a stretch okay. here um so this uh this episode had the smallest uh Ethan Hawke appearance, uh-huh. the shortest cool. Ethan Hawke appearance. Okay. So I wanted to look at what the smallest Hawke was. I love it. Okay. That's good. That's so relevant. You made me really feel like it wasn't going to be related at all. <laughs> I know. That's a great connection. So Found there it. are uh, a few different contenders, but in uh, North America, at least, the smallest hawk is the sharp-shinned hawk. Um, and the female sharp-shinned hawk is about a third bigger and heavier than males so the smallest hawk would be a male sharp-shinned hawk um and it's interesting this the difference in size actually affects like the 
their relationship to the uh, young, like nestlings and stuff, because uh, nestlings feed first on small prey caught mainly by their father. And then as they get bigger, their mother does the hunting. Since so since the mm-hmm. mother is bigger, she can go out and get bigger prey as the like young hawks like get a little bigger. Which is kind of interesting, like that the, because I feel like usually, I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert. This is all like, but I feel like usually the, there's like one, parent that does, that the work. Mm-hmm. But in this case, like they kind of they kind of switch as like as needed, um, which is kind of interesting. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's from uh, allaboutbirds.org. Uh, a classic, a classic source. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, thank you for that hawk fact, Jonathan. Sure. Um, okay. Well, do we have um, any more thoughts about the purger, Ethan Hawk? Would have loved a little more, Ethan uh, yeah, Hawk. Yeah, I would have yeah. loved more Ethan Hawk. We needed more Ethan Hawk in it. Yeah. But it was, uh, I don't know that I would actually watch the show. But uh-huh. it was, it was, I still thought it was, you know, fun and entertaining. And I know I like, watching the show makes me want to watch more of the movies now, especially when you talked about them. I'm like, now I want to see those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a fun, uh, there's a fun use of Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus is what I'll say. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. And that was maybe one of the, that was one of the highlights for me of the mm-hmm. Purge election year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well... Um, I've been Harper <laughs> and you can find me on the internet at harping about on Twitter, Instagram, and letterboxd. And something I've been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawke recently is the film Eloise at Christmas time. It's great. It's on YouTube. It's in, in its entirety. Uh, I would highly recommend it. It's just, uh, you know, it's Julie Andrews. It's got Gavin Creel. It's got uh, Christine Baranski, and of course, it's got Eloise herself. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I'm gonna say. Just treat yourself to Eloise at Christmas time. <laughs> Jonathan, where can the people find you, and what have you been enjoying outside of Ethan Hawk? Okay, you can find me on Instagram and Letterbox at John Zavaleta. Uh, a thing I've been enjoying is, um, well, I listened to the new uh, Paul McCartney album, McCartney mm-hmm. Three. And it's uh, part of a series of albums that he did. The first one was in 1970 and then 80 and now 2020. And it's all like he does the whole, he does like the, the drumming and the singing and the like he, he does it all by himself. Um, so, and you know, this is a project that he's worked on for a long time. And it's kind of interesting to see that like to do it this year where it's like it's doing it by himself is like kind of, like a necessity um but it's kind of i mean it's it's as far as uh uh, quarantine projects go recording a entire album is a pretty yeah it's a pretty good one yeah um so i'm glad we got that and i went back and listened to the first one and it's uh yeah it's good stuff yeah and you can also go to rollingstone.com and check out we like clicks because 
uh, it's good for i think it you know loosely benefits us when there are clicks on any <laughs> any pmc website so go to rollingstone.com and check out his musicians on musicians interview with taylor swift uh, that's fun yeah. Oh, yeah who also had two albums this year yeah yeah, yeah. Wow. quarantine pr- productivity that's for sure yeah um nicole thank you so much for joining us uh yeah. this was very fun i'm so sorry that ethan hawk was only uh, you know on our screens for like half a minute um <laughs> but it was it was very fun to talk to you um where can the people find you and what have you been enjoying outside of ethan hawk and do you have anything else to plug okay um you can find me on twitter at nicole thurman nicole two c's and on instagram i'm nicole underscore d-o-t underscore t it's an annoying name that's my name on instagram (laughs) um and then what have i been you know i watched this really cool documentary last night called the painter and the thief have you guys seen that by any chance no no i've heard of it but i haven't watched it it was very good i think it was on hulu and it was about a painter obviously who her work was stolen maybe, I don't know, 10 years ago or something like that. And they ended up finding the people who did it. They went to jail and then she becomes friends with one of the thieves thieves, and like develops this really like intimate, interesting friendship. It was really good. Highly recommend it. Um, I was like, it was just like one of those random finds where you're like, this is really good. And also it just felt such, like such a crazy story. You're like, how is this real? But it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, I love documentaries, so. Uh, and then what else? Oh, what can I plug? I don't really, I don't really have anything going on, but just follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram. And I have stuff that's coming up next year that you'll, that I'll plug when it comes out (laughs) easier that way. It's way easier that way. But yeah, a couple, couple shows and you know, just things like that. So it'll be fun. Yeah, that that documentary sounds sounds up my alley because I I just into stories about art theft. <laughs> yeah, so it sounds interesting. It was real. I really liked it. Yeah, I thought it was really well done, and she's an amazing amazing artist. It was just one of those. I was just like, this is so good. It was just a random find. So I was trying to find something to watch, and I will watch any documentary, but that mm-hmm. one was particularly good. So highly recommend. Nice. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. If you're looking for another documentary to watch that I think is maybe on Hulu or something pretty accessible is uh, Ethan Hawke's movie, Seymour, an introduction. It's a great little documentary. Yes. Wait, what is it called? Seymour, an introduction. It's about um, this uh, old man, Seymour Bernstein, Bernstein, who is a pianist and he gave up performing live and then uh, went to teaching. And it was, it's kind of an interesting reflection on like stage fright and uh art yeah yeah i love it i'll definitely watch it that sounds awesome yeah um and definitely everyone go follow nicole on instagram so that you could vote on the who's hot instagram (laughs) stories uh it's been such a joy for me in the last couple weeks to just uh you know vote on those it's so much fun. yeah it's so it's really crazy i mean not to like talk about it but it's just it's one of those things where i (laughs) literally just it came up just organically and randomly one day and then people were so so responsive and kept being like do more do more so i've been doing them every week and it's always fun people are always voting and saying crazy stuff to me so it's been it's a fun little uh quarantine diversion something to do on your phone (laughs) totally yeah i can't i can never resist like anytime there's something to vote on even if i don't like care what it is yeah like i i cannot resist voting especially because like the only way to see what the results are mm-hmm. is to vote mm-hmm. so like i always want to like i just want to know what other like people the, think the polls i don't always do or like the slidey uh, ones uh-huh. i don't always do 
No. Like, like the, the A, B, C, D, like where there's like one correct answer. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the ones where it's like this or this that, or this, yeah. like I always, yeah. always, always vote on those. Yeah. And sometimes it'll be like a story with like, you know, 15 different ones. I'll just be like, tapping. <laughs> yeah you're like Lizzie, Lizzie, Lizzie. Yeah. i know it's, it is it's fascinating and it's yeah it's, it's it's been a it's just interesting to it's also interesting to see because a lot of times people i mean it's like there's someone who's objectively looking hotter in the picture you know they are looking better. <laughs> <laughs> but people will vote for the other person because the other person's more famous and i'm like no see that just tells you that like they just people like they go blind they go hot blind when like somebody's just like <laughs> famous it's so weird they're just That's like, I funny. just love Brad Pitt. I'm like, or no, somebody who was not hot in the picture. Like, yeah, like I just love this person. I'm like, yeah, but they don't look good in that picture. You gotta pick the picture. It's, been fun. <laughs> it's a very fun, like sociological experiment with people. <laughs> and yeah. more yeah. and safer than the purge. Safer than the purge. <laughs> Definitely. Like a harmless, a harmless experiment. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Alrighty, well, um, thank you, Nicole, and uh, good night, everyone. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.